Thanks for joining me for another grassroots marketing on cannabisarea.com. We're going to talk about dirty lemonade. And this product called Best Dirty Lemonade provides euphoric effects of recreational cannabis consumption in an easily consumable beverage. And as being recently now a launch of the adult use market and a couple of versions, a five milligram of THC and a separate version for the medical market with 25 milligrams of THC. Here to tell us about it is the CEO of Best Dirty Lemonade, Omari Anderson. Omari, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Uh, doing okay. I am already have gone across and seen a lot of press that you've already made to explain the story, the inception of the concept of breast Dirty Lemonade, because it was you wanting to help your mother struggling with early onset Alzheimer's and the debilitating effects of that disease. And you understood that a drink like this would help bring comfort to your mother. And you saw how it provided much needed relief before her passing and decided to offer it to other people who may benefit. And with that, you've expanded production and you've moved from the legacy market to legal cannabis markets around the country. You know, it's amazing the personal counts of some of the people that are entrepreneurs in this space like yourself and how close to home it hits. I mean, when you look back at what you've done, tell me about just your feelings that you know, that you know that you would be proud of how far you've gone to take this idea and to bring it to full fruition. Absolutely. You know, oftentimes when people think about the legacy market, right, it's yeah. framed around like the cartel and, you know, all the worst parts of um, what you think about drug dealers. Um, but for me, we were really born out of just a desperation, a desire to help my mother. Um, and like you said, you know, I know in my heart of hearts that my mother would be proud. My mother would be happy to know that people are able not only to get the um, recreational use of the beverage, right? But also we're able to help people manage anxiety mm -hmm. and pain and things of that nature. Um, and, and I do want to make a quick correction though, right? That yes, our adult use product um, is coming in. It was at 25 milligrams, but we worked at it with our production partner there in Massachusetts, um, Netta. And we're up to right under 40 milligrams. We're at 39 wow. milligrams now. Um, and we're striving to continue to increase our milligram offerings because we know that some of the medical patients need higher dosed products. Just to unpack, I mean, I know in my family, I know in the management of the management team here at cannabis radio, we are well familiar with, you know, family and loved ones that have suffered through Alzheimer's. So we, you know, the fact that you were able to do something like this is very touching. And I'm just please know that, you know, from all sincerity, you know, that you were able to go and make this change and, and you were able to go and take something like this and build it into a thriving business that others can benefit from is quite commendable. So I want to thank you for that. Now I want to ask you about, the fact of you creating best dirty lemonade from when I see a lot of edibles out there, I don't hear a lot about lemonade being a thought of a flavor palette that people always look for. I mean, lemonade, you can always find it, you know, in any, any corner store, bodega or convenience store, and you'll find at least somebody that has a product like that. And of course, even there's hard, uh, hard beverages that are out there doing the same thing, but I don't know if I've seen anybody else that's really good ahead and put together lemonade and put it with THC infusion. Talk to me about the idea of where, I mean, did you see that it was just something that was lacking there? 
And what made you think Lemony was the right choice? Yeah, so for me, you know, our inception, um, we drew on inspiration from my mother. So growing up, my mother would always make fresh juices, and oftentimes they were a lemon base. Um, so that's how we even started to to use lemonade. Um, and then as we decided to commercialize, we were, you know, just in love with the idea of continuing to to use a lemonade to honor my mother. Um, and we wanted to make sure that it was something that was going to be flat, right? A still beverage where on the market, we see that the seltzers are dominating. We just wanted to give people another choice. Um, we wanted to make sure that our beverage wasn't too syrupy and it didn't have that cannabis bite that, um, you know, so many people have come to expect from the cannabis beverage market. So when you're when, when she made the lemonade, it was fresh and homemade. Was it more more tart and sour or more to the sweet side? Like, was that something that you considered as to what that lemonade that you now bottle today, what it needs to be, you know, in terms of what what will be the best preference? Yeah. So we, we grew up in the South um, to Jamaican parents. So everything had a sweet a sweet flavor profile, right? So, I mean, our sweet tea was a bit probably too sweet, but, you know, everything was just sweeter <laughs> in nature. No, I can imagine because, I mean, when you look, I mean, well, and also in the South, I mean, just, just remember that heat you have a regular basis to get a good cold, cold glass and lemonade on that on top of that would be something really great. You're now based in Atlanta. You grew up in Florida. Uh, yes. By the way, which part of Florida were we talking about? Orlando. Oh, yeah, yeah. And especially during the summertime now in Central Florida, forget about it. Unbearable humidity, unbearable heat on top of that is too. Absolutely. Now, now, you've pushed it into Massachusetts, but let me ask, like, where did it first start? Was it, I see Massachusetts, I see Georgia, and I see other states, but, you know, when you wanted to go ahead and launch this, what was the first place that was the right choice? And, you know, how do you target which markets to go ahead and open up to? Yeah, so, you know, what we've done is... um. We actually won a contest um, hosted by Parallel, the parent company of Netta in Massachusetts. Uh -huh. um, and so they they kind of looked at all of their operating markets and they said, you know, we can easily launch the beverage in Massachusetts. They wanted to try to see if we can launch it in Florida, just given my connection to Florida. But Florida doesn't allow beverages yet on their cannabis market. Um, we looked at Texas, we looked at Pennsylvania, and there was still some um, barriers to entry. So Massachusetts was our next best choice. And Massachusetts, you know, Netta has a good firm holding um, in Massachusetts. They have a bunch of partners that they wholesale with. So it only made sense. So we talked about Netta. You mentioned a few times already one of your partners. And they talk a lot about having a strong commitment to social equity. and Earlier this week, I just recorded a blunt business episode with the folks of the Justice Foundation. Okay, you know, I love help. I, yes, go I ahead. love the Justice Foundation. I, I I love Cheryl. I I think they're doing the real work um, on the ground for years now. I, actually, no, and we've we've had a chance to connect with Cheryl for a lot of times, even when she was doing some podcast work with us, and we talked about legacy operators. And you know, honestly, it goes back to last year, uh, speaking with the folks at Urban Aroma. We, it was a show that we helped to produce, and I remember, you know, helping the host go ahead and get all set up. And one of the things that was talked about was we don't hear enough about legacy operators. That's what justice is doing right now. J U S T U S. 
But the thing was that in the same vein where you come from, as you refer to yourself as a legacy operator, when social equity comes into play in every state and when entrepreneurs like yours are going to integrate into this community now legitimately, after doing the right thing as a legacy operator, operator before legalization was allowed, I mean, the thing is, it's that opportunity to be given the chance at a CEURD in New York or a license or an opportunity to go ahead and market products without any detriment to what you know might have been put on any record you might have. The whole idea is that you have more experience, more insight into the industry than most people that are getting themselves into it, even more so than the Fortune 500 people that are coming in as CEOs and C-level executives. You're bringing in a lot of experience and history and background and experience into this space. So Netta obviously understands that. And talk to me about that whole relationship and where the idea is trying to pave the way for a new wave of socially conscious business partnerships like yours and knowing that legacy part legacy operators what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Need to be part of that conversation. You you said it. You hit the nail exactly on the head. Legacy operators need to be part of that conversation, and there. But there also needs to be some type of amnesty or some type of, um, you know, just protection because we can't afford for legacy operators to come out of the shadows and then be penalized for something they did, you know, two years ago. Um, I, I think Netta really understood. Um, our desire and our need for a partnership. So Netta has been more than gracious, right? Um, in a lot of in a lot of other states where we were approached to do a partnership, the contracts just weren't equitable, and the um, the deals just weren't fair. So it, it it didn't make sense for us to start there or even take those deals. Um, but Netta said, you know what, we want to, you to be a real partner, and they gave us a, a great deal. Um, and, and that, that's what we're looking for, right? We're, we're looking for folks to allow legacy operators to come in with their experience and their knowledge and really have an opportunity to get some of this legal money and for the opportunities not to be predatory, 
because a lot of times, you know, even when legacy operators in other states uh, receive licenses, like let's take Illinois, for example, they may not have um, all of the capital necessary. And then here come these loan sharks with these predatory lending operations, you know, taking advantage of these folks. Exactly. There should be a pathway to legitimization for all. So not just legalization, legitimization for legacy operators to come in. And when we refer to NETA, we want to make sure that the audience knows that is New England Treatment Access, just to make sure people are knowing the familiarity of that organization. So you had an event that had launched back in June. And so far, you know, where does Best Dirty Lemonade go next? What yeah, are the markets you're looking at? If you could tell us about that. We're, we're actively trying to figure that out, right? Um, for us, we're looking more emerging markets than established markets. It doesn't make sense, in my opinion, to look at a California, Colorado, where we have 300 plus beverages on the market. Um, you know, so it, it looks like we're trying to figure out places in the Midwest, places on the East Coast, where we can be one of the first beverages to hit, and then we can help um, our customer base establish that profile. We believe that if we can get you to try one of our beverages and you can compare it, like, I'm sorry, we believe that if you have one of our beverages, every other beverage that you have after us, you'll be comparing to us. And, you know, that's how we win. Now, here's a question. Is there any chance that we could see, I mean, is there a chance for you to go ahead and bring Best Sort of Lemonade to your, back to your backyard in South Florida or in Florida itself? Because, I mean, it's talk about some on the shelves right there. Some for these hot days. You remember what it's like. If you can get it to some of those that would remember, you know, that you remember and you can get it to those people there, it's Florida something that uh, market that you're looking at. Florida is definitely a market that we're looking at. You know, me being um, a Floridian at heart, um, I would love to just just get it out there, get it to some of my friends and families who still live in Florida who are oftentimes asking me about our beverage. Now, they can currently get our hemp-derived Delta 9 version of our beverage, which is just as good. Um, and it actually packs a bigger punch in our Massachusetts line currently. Um, we are at 60 milligrams in our hemp-derived Delta 9 version, and it's legal in most states. Now, I see there's other uh, flavors you also have, including strawberry and blue raspberry. I don't know about you, but I also just think about the fact that, you know, if you hit a good spot and you find a good you know place that does fountain drinks and they have the ones that are like this, the, you know, they had the mix. And it's like, especially the fruit punch. I try to think of like every fried chicken spot I go to that's a mom and pop or doing fried fish and all. And they have that one machine that does that good, rich, thick, sugary fruit punch right there. Is there any other flavors that you're looking at right now on the same kind of that just had that punch, that punch? Yeah. So, you know, in the legacy market, we, we had, we have seven flavors, right? We had a fruit punch, a green apple, um, a blueberry, a, a strawberry, a peach sweet tea. I mean, so those are in addition to what we currently have on our hemp derived Delta nine flavoring. So, you know, we're just trying to be strategic and make sure that anything that we um, bring to the market that people are ready for. You, you know, we oftentimes look at brands in the consumer packaged goods, such as like Mountain Dew, or we look at Red Bull, right? They were, they had one flavor for over 10 years before they came out with another flavor, right? right? And right. and so we, we don't want to 
cannibalize our sales or anything. We want people to get to know the best 30 lemonade and our classic lemonade formulation. And then, um, you know, once we have a strong footing and a strong uh, customer base from there, we will think about launching other flavors. Well, I'm about thirsty, but again, you know, just going through this interview right here, well, Mario, this is really great stuff and make sure to go and keep a look out at website is the best dirty lemonade.com. The best dirty lemonade.com. So you can keep up with the product line. If you, whenever you get a chance, if you decide to go and launch, I'll tell you that green apple sounds really good. <laughs> Actually, just the green in the bottle, just to kind of like that thought of the flavor is I love the idea that the edibles that you're making there, that these drinks, these consumables have such a flavor. Like I'm, yeah, a passion fruit mango kind of thing, but, but give me like the old, give me just good solid flavors. Like, Almost like something where, you know, you put into a slushy kind of feel to it. Like, just get it with a good big a cube ice whatever. Just go ahead and pour that in and just, you know, enjoy, especially on a hot day like this, especially now in the summertime. We're in the dog days of summer. You can just imagine. So I appreciate you taking time out to go and talk to us. And, you know, anything else you want to let us know that we should know before we go and step out and keep up with? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, we're, we're not only really about about selling our beverage. We're also about social equity, like you mentioned earlier, right? And we've partnered with a group called Let's Talk Weed in the Massachusetts area, and we would love for people to check them out. They actually bring um, members of the Cannabis Control Committee to the to disproportionately, disproportionately impacted communities such as Roxbury, Mattapan, um, Dorchester, and they have community events where these regulators and people who are writing the laws get to talk to the people in the community who are actually affected the most. So, um, you know, we've partnered with them and we, um, through Netta and our, and our company, we've sponsored the rest of their programming for the year. It was a rather large undertaking considering, you know, we're a startup company, but we believe in their mission and just really give it back to the community. We're going to leave it there. Again, join with Omari Anderson, CEO of Best Dirty Lemonade. Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me.